How do we infuse all of these more traditional kinds of things with way more intention and really be present with what's about to happen? Because they are markers of rites of passage and they are markers of initiation experiences. And sometimes that gets passed over in a drunken haze. And so for me, I wanted a little bit of it all. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Six, five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Hello, that sex chick and that sex man. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Hi. Uh, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, so if y'all haven't caught on yet, it's Brinsky here. Mm-hmm. Founder. And, did you say founder? Yes. Yep. We found her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today we're doing things a little different. I am interviewing Alexa and Jordan about their upcoming nuptials. They're getting married, y'all. We're getting hitched. We're doing it. I like that you said Alexa first. It's fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Because Jordan will be taking your last name, correct? <laughs> we'll be hyphenated. Uh, yeah, uh, yep. Definitely hyphenated. Both Jordan Bowditch Martinez. <laughs> right. My, for so, sure. My, my last name gets to be last. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. Can um, you imagine spelling every letter? <laughs> your poor future child in kindergarten. That would be such a clusterfuck. I cancel that timeline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. Well, I'm excited. I am really just so curious about so many things when it comes to your love and relationships. And even though I see you all of the time and I get the pleasure of seeing your relationship up close and personal, I think it's going to be so fun for us to peek behind the curtain and talk about your journey to getting married, what the road has looked like up until this point, and then also just how you plan on doing things differently, what your fears are, your excitements and everything in between. So, um, are y'all ready to talk about wedding stuff? Are you sick of it yet? Here we come. (laughs) Kinda. And I also understand like once it's done, we're not like, like not going to talk about it anymore. And this has been consuming us for the last year. So let's fucking go. Yeah. And just in sake of how you two have always shown up, um, actually, well, We'll start a little differently than I had intended, but um, I'm going to rewind to a couple of weeks ago when I was at your bachelorette, Alexa, and everything about that weekend showed how intentional and how differently you plan on journeying into this next chapter of your life. So I'd love to start with actually taking a sneak peek of that weekend. And then Jordan, I'll ask you the same thing, just about how the celebration of your love has looked different than what a standard bachelorette or bachelor party has looked like. I love that you went there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Lex, yep. you in first. Okay. So you want to kind of describe the experience and yeah. the intention? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I, I've been a maid of honor in a wedding past. One of my 
best friends growing up. I was her maid of honor and our bachelorette party, the one that I threw for her was we I was we're from New Orleans and we drove to Biloxi, uh, Mississippi, because there's casinos there and beach and it's not the prettiest beach and it's not the best casinos, but we went, we went to the Hard Rock. We got to have that experience. It's like the Vegas of the Gulf Coast, basically. And that was just like how many penis syringes can we have and like woo party in the water pictures lots of drinking lots of alcohol it's all really about that and what I felt like when I look back on that because this is many years ago when I look back on that I go oh like this was just an opportunity for us to party our faces off and go like oh I'm gonna get married or you know have somebody in the group go you know get married soon but that's there was really no conversation and communication about like hey you're about to go through a really big transition and so, you know, over the last few years, I've really gone out of my way to fuse a lot of, I would say, intentionality into some of the more traditional things in life. So, you know, I, I've been a part of helping people put on mother's blessings, which are different than a baby shower. And I've now been a part of helping um, other bachelorettes. I'm a maid of honor in a wedding coming up into the in 2022. It's like, how do we infuse all of these more traditional kinds of things with way more intention and really be present with what's about to happen? Because they are markers of rites of passage and they are markers of initiation experiences. And sometimes that gets passed over in a drunken haze. And so for me, I wanted a little bit of it all. And so when we were all in Denver, we started out by, we started out the weekend with a a ritual and a ceremony where everybody got into a circle and, you know, I was asked some questions about what I wanted to go down. And I was like, I want everybody to dress in black. (laughs) And I wanted it to feel kind of witchy versus feeling very flowery or something like that. So, and that's just my style. And so like my mom and my sister were there and that best, best friend that I was the maid of honor in her wedding. She, she's one of my bridesmaids. And so we, they got to experience something that I would say is, is a really big part of my life here in Austin, which is dropping in a ceremony and making things just mean more, you know, getting vulnerable, getting really doing what is really required in order to create, um, an experience of intimacy. And so we started off the weekend with a ceremony of sorts and everybody got in a circle and shared what was on their hearts. And my mom, my sister, my best friend from growing up were they were exposed to this and everyone cried their faces off and it's so deeply connective. And I really believed that that starting off the weekend was what kept us all flowing so beautifully the rest of the weekend. So, um, so we got to have that. And then the next day we did a photo shoot and we went to, um, we went to, I made everybody do what I wanted to do. We went to our EDM show at the Red Rocks. We saw Big Gigantic and Nightmare. So Gigantic Nightmare at the Red Rocks and Goldfish and Drolo. And it was amazing. And, um, and then after that, you know, the next day we had a recovery day and followed that with going out in the city. And I, it's been like almost two weeks since we got back and I'm still recovering. I haven't felt a hangover in the longest time. My hangover plus allergy response to ragweed in Austin led to a sinus infection. So I'm so hungover. I got sick, like actual sick, which is hilarious. But anyway, so I think that the answer to the question is that we do things. My feet are very firmly planted on the ground. I am of earth. I am human. I I love the tradition. I love 
yeah, like the more basic, for lack of a better term, like ways people do things. But I just want to put the more conscious spin or the more spiritual spin on it. And mm-hmm. I I know for sure that that was my intention and I got it out of my experience. And I know Jordan did too. Totally. It was so special to be, because I was a part of this weekend and you know, we constantly bump up against in relationships and how we show people in our company what the more is. And for example, I would have no idea that that's what a bachelorette party could look like, Mm -hmm. that there would be this opening ceremony where you and I got to have an eye gazing moment together, right? And how special and intimate and how I felt like I could see into your soul (laughs) in that moment. And from that all the way to a penis syringe in our mouth and like oh, yeah. playing, yes, kiss the dick on like a man poster. So we had range that weekend, but exactly like what you said, there was intention. And I also, I would be missing out if I didn't share what Jordan created for you Oh yeah, for that weekend. So Jordan, can you touch a little bit about that? Cause I think it's so important for your story of how you yeah. two have fallen in love. And then I'd love to hear about your bachelor party. Yeah. So her maid and matron of honor, there's two of them, Uh (laughs) uh, asked me to put something together. And this is a tradition that's kind of started amongst our friend group is the man creating some sort of video and or audio recording to be played as part of the ritual and specialness of the bachelorette. And so naturally I put my conscious bro Jordanese twist on it. And I compiled several videos that I've done on Southwest Airlines flights where I fancy. Yep. I do. (laughs) We, we fancy fancy. or I have these wonderful (laughs) public displays of affection. Uh, I record them. I've done dozens of these throughout the years and I'll sing songs to her. Sometimes I'll engage, you know, the passengers, the, the innocent travelers that didn't ask for it. They did not consent, but they got it regardless. He tries Um, to get them involved and they usually sometimes better than others. Like, Oh (laughs) no, bro. (laughs) And so, yeah, and I've just done all kinds of little things. And so I spliced these all together into like a five minute video. And then at the end of the video, I just gave some very sincere words about how much I love her and how much, how excited I am for this next chapter of marriage. And, and how I you y'all enjoyed it. wanted me to come home after my bachelorette party so you could take me to pound town. So you can remember <laughs> who's your daddy. Got to end on a humorous note. was also in there in yes, front of my mom. it was. Oh, yes. <laughs> it, sorry, I'm not sorry. We were laughing so hard because it was like this emotional roller coaster of crying and then laughing. And then all of a sudden just like breaking out and just hysterics of you think that you're about to burst into tears because it's so sweet. And then all of a sudden Jordan's talking about taking you to pound. I couldn't even let us have the moment. Like, I, like the full, Oh my gosh, he's so sweet moment before it was like, oh, you know, karate chopped you with I'm pound town. Mm-hmm. It was so reminiscent though of your relationship, how there's such depth and also such play. And mm-hmm. I really loved that. Mm-hmm. So Jordan, tell us how your bachelor party was potentially different than the ones you've experienced or maybe a lot of the sameness. Like I'd love to hear a sneak peek of yours too. It was so awesome. Uh, Yeah, one of the most special experiences of my life. And similar to Lex, tastefully traditional and refreshingly unconventional. And that's very much how we're approaching our actual wedding as well. 
is, you know, some of the basic elements are lots of beers, bros. Uh, we did bro Olympics, so we played lots of games and we competed. Um, we went on a boat on Lake Travis on Labor Day weekend. So that's a pretty basic experience, so to speak. And it was super fun. But all throughout, there was tons of intention injected into the experience. Um, like one example, my buddy Kevin, who's emceeing our wedding, he led a comedy improv experience for like a couple hours where we all participate in this. It was super fun, comfortable, and like awkward, but awesome. Everybody get just playing, um, but with that structure around it. And probably the most ritualistic, not probably by far the most ritualistic special part of the experience. And one of the most incredible, I'll use the word godly experiences of my life, um, was led by good friend, groomsman, and mentor of mine, Brandon Hawk, who's a former pastor of a mega church. And he's from Texas. He's got just that fun vibe to him. That's super sincere and, um, yeah, pastor-esque, but also very playful. And he's, he's just awesome. And He's Without, not a pastor of a megachurch anymore. He was in, he, in a he former was. life. Yeah. Um, so he's just got that energy to him. And so on this particular evening, he anointed, he led a ceremony of anointing me with oils. So very like old school biblical. And he literally dumped oil on me and he just set this container and this tone where it was like, all right, no more jokes, y'all. But he did it so gracefully and directly. He's just world class at this kind of thing because we're a sarcastic bunch, you know, lots of jokes and hearty har hars and that kind of stuff, which I love. Um, but we got into this initiatory rite of passage uh, place and anointed me with oil. So he dumps oils on me. Everybody was, everybody had an opportunity to come up to me and look me in the eyes and reflect to me how they see me and what they wish for me going into this next chapter of being a husband. And it was so emotional and so beautiful. Uh, and some of my friends that were there from like past lives from college and high school that have never seen something like that. Some of the other guys, while it was very unique, some of the other guys are used to that level of intention and those kinds of really special um, ritual experiences. But the other guys were like, what in the fuck? And, and it was for them life-changing. The whole weekend was, it was like, wait, we can do it all? The range you referenced. We can crack some beers and play games and flirt with girls and do some of that stuff that you would do on a bachelor party experience traditionally. But also it can be really meaningful and super connected. It was amazing. When he first told me about the anointing, the oils, I was like, so like doTERRA. I was like, did they just come up to you and be like, I anoint you with peppermint. It was olive oil. <laughs> and it then he tells me big, that they just that dumped a, a bowl of olive oil on. I was like, I was like oh shit. On your head. Like it got in my what? eyes, which actually perfectly contributed to the whole ambiance because it was hard for me to see. So it was hazy and oh, it yeah, just contributed to it. It was, it was cool. Yeah, the the Jew in me had no idea what that meant. I was just going to go with, like, I pictured, like, he just, like, rubbed. At first, I was like, oh, is this, like, a sensual experience where they, like, rubbed him down with oils? So, actually, that was part of it. Um, they mm. When they looked me in the eyes and they were reflecting to me, they were, however they wanted to touch me, they, like, rubbed my mm. shoulders, my arms, my hands, my mm -hmm. neck, my head. Mm -hmm. Sounds like so a... Jerked me off. Beautiful. I was like, it sounds, <laughs> you know... Roman 
Catholic Gave orgy over the pants no. hand job. Stuff. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Range, <laughs> range. Yep, from anointments to hand jobs. Oh, very and back homoerotic. Again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I really just loved hearing that reflection so much of your individual experiences because it makes me think of mine and Chris's and. We've both spoken about this publicly, but my bachelorette party was just a drunken shit show in Miami with no intention. Um, And it was the best that we knew how to do it at that time. So just in hearing your story, immediately there's context for what is possible, not only for the people that attended, but now for all of these listeners of, ooh, like I want to redo mine, right? And Chris, he shared this publicly he cheated on me at his bachelor party. And because there was so much fear and shame and guilt and all of the the traditional things that you're encouraged to do going into that weekend versus, you know, what else could this look like? How else could we have some of these traditional components, but also, um, yeah, like not feel pressured to then have to go be with someone else and, yeah. and do it also in a way that was hidden versus maybe if we had talked about it ahead of time, like, hey, you want to go make out with some chicks that weekend? I could have been down for that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was stuff we talked about. Mm-hmm. I was like, can I do, what can I do? You know? And of course, none of that actually happened. I am like a cactus whenever I go out. No one wants to fucking talk to me. <laughs> She's ruthless. <laughs> I am, throw- I am throwing boundaries, um, usually for the whole group sometimes. But um, I love that. I love that you mentioned that because um, for, for the both of us, something that has been very, very important from the onset of our relationship is to surround ourselves with people who are for our relationship. They stand for our Absolutely. relationship and our coupleship, sometimes even before they stand for us individually. Oof. What is better for your relationship? And so the idea of having someone in my field that could say, why don't you just do this thing? You know, it'll be like encouraging me in a way that's kind of dark. And I think about times when I have been more health conscious and the times when I like first um, announced that, you know, to my family, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm eating in a particular way. And someone's like, it's just a piece of bread. It's no big deal. But this is now the version of like, oh, it's just like one little something, something you're about to get married. It's just like, what the fuck? You surround yourself with people that actually show up and care for you. That's, that's the way that we have gone about this. And so we have people standing in our wedding that are standing for our love. Come on now. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And I love this theme of intentionality. You talked so much about that in um, your relationship, the bachelor and bachelorette parties. And I'd love to shift into how have you been intentional going into getting married? What does intention look like in this chapter from the moment you know, Jordan, you put a ring on her finger. How have you created intention around choosing to be husband and wife? Well, I was hoping you could tell me because we're figuring it out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't do so great at my shot, so don't ask me. (laughs) So I I guess if we want to start from proposal till now, Mm -hmm. uh, before proposing, I had a little ritualistic experience with her um, in our meditation room slash spare bedroom next door. And it was very much expressing to her how 
all in I am, even though that's been a theme, we've said that it was creating a container where I explicitly directly expressed that to her, did some eye gazing, some breathing. And I think we maybe even did some tarot cards or some shit. Cause we do that. Yeah. We pull cards. <laughs> pulled cards. Don't ask if you don't like it. I do. I think it's very You do. Fun. You like the oils. You like the smelly things. I dig all of it. Absolutely. You do. I'll, I'll play around with it, and, but it's, I dig it. You led me through a meditation that yeah. was like our past into the present, into the present and Mm -hmm. then into the future. Mm -hmm. Mm. And, and expressed also some like things I was holding on to, uh, some like clearings of sorts, like things that I felt like I need to share with her, um, going into this next level of commitment that I was holding on to, holding back. And in that container essentially asked her to marry me. Like it was a pre-ask. It was like, Hey, this is coming. So I want to like have this understanding this foundation, this intention with that on the horizon. So it kind of started there, I would say, um, and other places even before that, but that was really where it started. That was really important. Yeah. Because I didn't even realize quite how much it was. Because we kept going to different things and people kept asking about our relationship and people would ask every now or, or he would talk about his bachelor party a year and a half, two years before we actually got engaged. <laughs> I had the list. He had a list of who he was going to invite. And he had all these things and he would talk about our like future and he would talk about kids or you talk about these different things. And people would be like, Hey, don't you have like a ring to like propose with or something before yeah. that? And he would get teased all the time. Cause he would talk about those things or I would talk about those things. And he'd be like, they're kind of skipping a step. Right. And then I got to a point where I'm like, is this like, I looked at it and I'm like, like, are we really going in this direction? Sometimes that, you know, I'll get to my luteal phase and I like got to poke holes in everything, you know? And then I could, I realized though at one point we were having one of those conversations that there's like some stuff that he was still coming to terms with inside. And so for him to lead that little experience was like, he was telling me, I am ready. I am choosing to be ready, which is not like a, you arrived at ready. It was like, oh, I'm done with this now. I'm going to be proactive with, I'm ready for the next thing. And, uh, and then you, it was very sentimental. He proposed in new Orleans in front of my mom, my stepdad, my brother-in-law was actually there. Um, our friends from here, a lot of people who were in our wedding party were all out at my, um, Bayou house in South Louisiana, which is a little bit further South in new Orleans. And actually the most recent hurricane pretty much destroyed the place. So I'm really glad that, um, that we got to have that experience the year before, yeah. you know, because that's not available to us this year. Yeah. So yeah, there's swamp grass coming out of every nook and cranny of the place now, but it, they will rebuild and it will be, you know, better than before. And so it was super sentimental to have him have his talking stick <sighs> and to lead a little ceremony about our time to kick off our, our weekend trip to new Orleans. And, and it was, it was really beautiful. And he spoke about, how long before that did you ask my brother-in-law and Ernie? You were down it was at the, the camp. Christmas before. It was almost a year before that. Almost th- a year before that. Yeah. He told them his intention. Mm. Mm-hmm. I really love that. So there's been intention built in throughout. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there's something um, interesting I want to touch on. So I think it was yesterday on Instagram. I was going down a rabbit hole as one does. And I came across this relationship coach page and on her page, she was talking about the stages of a relationship. And right before the, I guess the commitment, like the, the marriage or the next step, 
she titled it, I want to say like the, the retreat or the pulling back. And this essentially this stage that can happen before you make the big jump that it's really common for one of the partners to have this moment where they're like, oh shit, is this really happening? And you've alluded to this a little bit with Jordan, how there was some stuff he had to work through. So I'm curious, Jordan, did that ever show up for you? And if so, what did it look like and and how did it do that? Well, it's funny that you're asking me because this feels like from my perspective, it's coming up for Alexa right now. And these like weeks uh-huh. leading up to the wedding is this, there's been more tension and conflict and challenge in our relationship, like this density <laughs> that has been sort of ever present than ever in our relationship. Um, so maybe you can speak to that a little bit, babe. Yeah. As you're describing that, I'm like, you're about to ask Jordan and this is, this is all me. <laughs> I saw you smiling. I was like, what's she smiling about? <laughs> yeah. Because you're, you're speaking about this, like this retreat or this, like, I'm just going to yeah. use the word panic <laughs> before mm-hmm. the thing. And so he had a moment of like, yeah, I'm choosing to do this thing. And now we're, now he's, it's his choice and here we go. And I think that he's been doing a really beautiful job over the, we gave ourselves a year after getting engaged a little over a year for us to like plan and spend time in that engagement window. We're only, we only got to be fiancés to each other for a year, which almost makes me emotional. I'm like, we only get to do that. Like it's such a short little sweet time. And I have admittedly been challenged by it's fleeting like how fleeting it is. And I've been challenged by, uh, I don't want to miss out on anything. And so I almost get anxiety and I can't enjoy it because I'm so afraid of fucking it up. And um, so as this has gotten closer, right around bachelorette party, right post, like things were kind of tense because I think a lot of travel and all of that, but really getting back from my bachelorette party is really when it got ramped up. And I was just speaking to Jordan about this a little while ago that I'm getting more and more comfortable with using the terms anxiety and depression. Um, because f- since I would have never really said anxiety or depression back when I was experiencing it the most before finding personal development and mindfulness and all of that. And since finding personal development and mindfulness and making decisions not to use pharmaceuticals, SSRIs, that kind of thing to manage mood or whatever, I have had this underlying story that if I use those terms, it means that I am weak. It means that I am mentally ill. It means that I am broken. It means that all these things and that I'm not manageable. I can't be reliable. I'm not trustworthy. All of those things. Like it, it just has this big story for me and I'm starting to become more and more um, okay with sharing the fact that anxiety is very much a thing that I am challenged by and I might be challenged by it for ever. And, um, I don't have panic attacks anymore, but I used to a lot. And I'm, I have been recently feeling the level of intensity inside of my body that if I wanted to, I can see where, if I just want to touch the attack, which uh, at times feels indulgent to actually go like to lean all the way in to letting the anxiety consume me at times feels indulgent where I'm like, if I were to do that, I know that I would have a bioenergetic release and I'd feel better. Um, because I would breathe so intensely and my thoughts would spiral so intensely that eventually I would come to stillness and numbness and I'd be able to settle back into my body, which I don't know if a lot of people have really put that together that panic attacks are doing that. I mean, but it is traumatic and it's like we're creatures, right? So like a dog 
almost gets run over or almost gets hit or almost like something. And then, or like gets into attack with another dog and then it shakes, it shakes itself to like get the thing out. And then eventually it settles back into its body. Like animals do that. And so, um, anyway, post bachelorette and all of that, I was experiencing so much of the anxiety and, and I, and I am getting more and more aware of as this happens is that eventually the anxiety starts to have me question myself and question my relationship and then question my reality. And then that leads to depression where it's this like a depressive state, I would say, where everything is wrong and bad and my reality isn't real and everything, what am I doing? And holy fucking shit. And there was a, a, the other day where and I'm in tears. I've cried every day pretty much since the bachelorette party, which is, like I said, a little, like maybe almost two weeks ago. And I looked at it. I just looked up at Jordan with tears coming down my eyes. And I'm just like, fuck, I think, I think what we're about to do is fucking me up a little bit. Hmm. Where I'm like, I'm just contracting. And I don't know why. And, and I mean, there's so many things like the travel and the sleeplessness. And I actually got sick after and like all of these things are factoring wedding in planning. wedding planning. And the thing is that I'm not actually all that involved in some of the wedding planning because Jordan's trying to take things off of my plate so that he can try and have me not be so anxious. And then I respond to that with, I'm not that sensitive. I want to be a part of the wedding. And I, like, I, it's just this back and forth. And I get to a point where I'm like, I feel like like a 10 year old that's not seen or heard or understood. And I don't know how to speak up for myself and everything that I want is just, it's just not able to happen. And I'm like debilitated at times. Of course I'm functioning and I'm, I'm working, I'm doing my client calls, but like just because I have the tools to get myself through it, or I've learned all these beautiful things that have allowed that. And I'm privileged enough to not have to turn to SSRIs. And even if I did, I'm privileged enough to like be able to get them if I wanted them and all, all of that. I choose not to. And I'm so grateful that I have the tools that can help me navigate those things. And it doesn't mean that I don't go in. I go in. And Jordan, he was telling me a little bit earlier today where he was just like, I wish I could help you. Like, I wish I knew how to manage. My response was, I feel like I'm the token person in our friend group that, that touches this darkness that, mm. that is so consumed by this darkness. I, I feel like I'm the one that, you know, out of our immediate friends that I go there and, and other people are kind of like, I don't like, like I feel with you. I have empathy and I have compassion, but I can't relate to your actual experience. And so that's, that's, you know, a thing that's been present as we lead up to the wedding win. And then I also, what will feed back into the anxiety is, but I just want to enjoy this time. It's so short lived and then I'll panic and I'm like, I'm fucking this up and I don't know what to do. And so we're, you know, start, we're learning. And cause the, the thing is that this will happen again. I'm, I'm not delusional enough to think that this is not going to happen again. This is something that happens in my system at times. Um, and so we get to be creative as a unit because we are on the same team. And I continue to remind myself that even when my thoughts are trying to make me believe otherwise, that he's not what I have known he is, who he truly is, and all these other fucked up things. I try to remind myself, yeah, we are on the same team and we get to, he cares enough about me and I'm worth it to him to figure out how to support me. Hmm. More of the story, we're breaking up. Before we get, we're getting divorced <laughs> before we get married. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, Lex, I, I got teary-eyed in listening to your share because... And try to make it through this next piece without just bawling. But what it has shown me is so when I think back to before when I got married, I felt none of the things you're sharing, not 
because they weren't there, but because I was so disconnected from myself and the experience that I wouldn't have even known how to touch the place that you are touching. And so I'm just in awe of your connectedness to yourself, to your emotions, to um, like the meta, like being able to see it all with such clarity, but then being willing to go there. Um, to me, it's such a beautiful representation of just how deeply you know yourself and therefore how deeply you will be able to go into this next chapter together. I'm just really, really blown away by your um, willingness to be with that going into your wedding. It's really, really special. Amen. Well Thank said. You. If I've got, I don't know, maybe five or 10 minutes and I want a quick release, you know the kind, I know the exact toy that'll do the trick. Or I know the exact friction and rhythm to deliver with my hands in order to do it too. But if I want to slow things way down for a totally different experience, when I'm not in a rush, when I can spend some true quality time with myself, there's some very specific accessories that I like to grab. Sometimes I blindfold myself or I dim the lights really low. Sometimes I use a feather up and down my arms while vibey music plays in the background. Sometimes I get as much of my body involved as I possibly can. I run my hands through my hair, down my face, and I let my fingers dance all over the surface of my skin. I put pressure on my inner thighs. I take my sweet time seducing myself before ever touching my genitals. And when I'm properly warmed up and efficiently lubed up, one of my favorite new bedroom accessories to reach for is the Oh My C from Ioba. I'm not sure what mechanism is in this thing, but the toy has a little nub that rotates at different speeds, so it mimics the sensation of being orally stimulated. It's nice, it's light, and it's quiet. Sometimes the sounds of my toys can actually take me out of my experience, so a softer, quieter toy is incredibly appreciated. I make sure to take deep breaths as I let the pleasure and sensation build, breathing it throughout my body, and when the time is just right, I pick up the speed of the rotation and I ride a full body wave of ecstasy. This is one of many acts of devotion I choose to regularly deliver to myself. And it's not about what my partner can or cannot give to me. It's about taking time to be with myself in my pleasure, doing anything and everything that feels good for me. If you're looking for a quiet, high-quality, beginner-friendly, super-cute vibe that doesn't actually vibe too hard, my personal recommendation is the Oh My See from Ioba. See the show notes for details and a discount. I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. I am so close to being married, y'all. On October 30th, I officially become Mrs. Bowditch and I can barely handle myself. I am so excited, excited, overwhelmed with how much there is still to do, but also in so much gratitude knowing that I get to marry the love of my life and be in celebration with all of my favorite humans on this planet. Jordan and I have always shared our love publicly from the moment we first got together. So in honor of celebrating with you, our amazing community, I have something super fun that also epitomizes Jordan and I's view of sex and relationships for all of you. For the month of October, I'm offering my signature program, Sex and Love Academy, for 50% off. I made Sex and Love Academy so that I can show you what's possible in sex, love, and relationships by creating a life by your design. And that's exactly how Jordan and I operate. 
We create our sex and love life by our design, nobody else's. And in this program, I show you how to do just that for your own sex and love life. You'll get immediate access to six modules that you can watch from the comfort of your own home or bed that cover everything from anatomy to tantra to kink to sex magic and so much more. Head to the link in the show notes and use code WEDDING50, that's W-E-D-D-I-N-G-5-0 at checkout to get 50% off of SLA. Thank you for celebrating our love and your own just by being here and for choosing not to settle for anything less than what you truly desire. Mm. And I'm so grateful you just shared that because fuck, how many people are talking about that? as a normal part of going into your wedding. Like here I have two people in front of me without a doubt, love each other so fucking much. That is not a question, but let's normalize that it can be dark and heavy and anxious and whatever word you want to fill in the blank with. It can also be joyful and exciting and pleasurable, but let's name that it can also be really intense. And I just, I'm really grateful you let us into your experience. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to share babe? a little um, bit of your experience with that? Maybe. Sure. Um, well, I think it's, I, I'm really glad you shared that because kind of like you said, the space we're in, it might be this expectation or this thought that, Oh, they, they've got it made. They don't experience any sort of conflict or controversy or like any of that kind of stuff. But it's just so not true. And I think that maybe the cultural conditioning paradigm of happily ever after the fairy tale, it bypasses all the shit. And so then when one is in the shit, it's like, oh, this is wrong. This is bad. Run away. Divorce. Abort. Abort. Which fuck that. That's that's cowardly. That's the easy way out. And that's not to say that sometimes that isn't the solution. But my, I'm of the opinion that more often than not, it's not, it's a cop out. Um, and so I'm just reminding myself of that, that like, this is part of, this is the good shit. This is the initiation. This is the calm before the storm or the storm, <laughs> which will then come back to the calm, the order and chaos, that flow of things. Um, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about that stuff a lot. And so I'm, I am able to take a step back and look at, fuck, there's a lot of chaos right now. I don't know how to manage it, but I'm here for it. I'm going to show up because I know on the other side of it is going to be an enhanced level of order that will then make life will be so much better, so much more connected. I'm so much more capable, stronger leader, better husband and partner, all those kind of things. And then inevitably, another round of chaos is going to come in, probably when kids are on the docket. And then it's this things are shaken up again. And so to just be aware of that, that's, that's the cycle of things and be okay with that instead of, and I love this analogy of the roller coaster. You can get on a roller coaster and you can scream and just bloody murder terror the entire time and hate the whole fucking thing. Or I can throw my hands up and enjoy the ride and still scream and be like, oh shit, that was scary. And all those things come up, but I'm just flowing with the ride. Mm. Yeah. And I think this, like uh, what you were just saying, something that stuck out to, stuck out to me right there was like the, no, that's the cop out. So I just want to be really clear because I know what you really mean here is that we know we are choosing to go the distance. And that's not to say that people are not like going to the altar and saying, you know, and, and making the commitment long term. I don't think anybody goes there. I mean, well, sure. People do go and get married knowing Sometimes. that this is going to have an expiration date. And some people are like, I'm going to, this is forever. And then 
stuff happens, shit yes. happens. So I just want to be very clear. You're talking about this cop out thing because we are each other's person. We know that we are each other's people and we have both committed to doing whatever it takes. And it's hard to talk about this. I think it's it's hard for me to like really wrap this up in the way that I want to because my mom's been married five times and the four people and Jordan's as well. So as you say that, and you're, you also have another family member that is in a marriage that you were helping to encourage that marriage to even like, and, end. And, and that's end. why I said as well, it's not yes. always the case by any means. Yes. And so I just want to be super clear about that. And that, because I don't want people to like hear what we're saying and go, oh yeah, you're saying that now you're just about to get married for the first time. Just you sure. wait and see, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, how dare you? And there's so many other perspectives out there. And this is just the choice that we are going into this with. And the thing is that I am in this shit and I will say, I am so aware that I am attracting and creating the exact thing that I'm afraid Mm -hmm. of right now. So we are, we are going to do our very best y'all. And I'm sure we're going to do a one year anniversary episode in a year so we can Mm -hmm. like check in, but we're very committed to going like, okay, we don't want to create the thing that we're afraid of. Mm -hmm. And there are times when I'm in the dark place where I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling attached or I'm pushing away or whatever it is. And I realize I'm creating the thing that I am so fucking afraid of right Mm. now. And we're committed to calling it out and seeing it for what it is and maintaining like we are as far as the eye can see each other's forever. Out is not an option. I was just going to say out is not an option. Out is not an option. So if it's not an option, then what else do we do? And we understand that there's just shit that we won't, we can't possibly know. So I love, love, mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is the good shit. This yeah. is the rising in love. I, we talk about how easy it is to fall in love. Fuck. I fall in love like 30 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Falling in love's the easy part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is, this is the stuff they just don't teach you, right? what it takes to be all in, to not have out as an option, to hold somebody in their darkness. And uh, yeah, just keep going back to, I think this is what makes your love so special. And I want to to shift into a little bit of like the celebration now, the, the party, if you will, um, yeah. the ceremony, the wedding itself what are y'all doing that's special? What's the flavor you're throwing into your wedding that's making it different <laughs> and your own spin on things? Mm-hmm. We're going to give everyone a tab of acid on their way in. Let's go. Yes. Well, heart <laughs> opener first. So yeah. and then so, the So cacao, because <laughs> everyone loves the way cacao tastes. Right. Ceremonial grade <laughs> cacao. So we're going to give everyone dirt water uh-huh. <laughs> laced mm-hmm. with MDMA and a little bit of psilocybin. And then we're going to give everyone a tough passage. Let the record stay. And, it's not not true. <laughs> going to say, oh God, pay attention to whatever they're handing you on the way in. Oh yeah. You want our Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. So the theme of our wedding is festival formal. Uh, or it's, it's festival vibe. That is what it is. So like I referenced in the beginning of this podcast, tastefully traditional and refreshingly unconventional. So we will have all of the pillars of a wedding experience because that rite of passage, that age old initiation is there for a reason. So we want to honor that and we're going through that process. And, you know, some people, and and I was of this mindset 
let's just say I entertain the mindset of you don't need to get married to prove that your relationship, that you're committed or any of that kind of stuff. And I think there's, that's fine. There's legitimacy to that. And I think that there's a beautiful commitment to friends, family, to God, the universe by doing this very specific legal commitment and rite of passage. Um, so we're going into that with like, fuck yeah, let's do this and let's do it big. And so we're doing it at a friend's private ranch. Um, you know, the attire festival formal is, yeah, you, you probably, you might wear a suit, probably wear a suit if you're a guy and you're going to have some funky ass fucking flair with that bad boy. You're going to have the shoes, the socks, the tie, steezy, steezy, whatever that looks like for you. And our, my best friend, JP Sears is officiating. Who's a well-known conscious comedian. And, and I won't give away some of those pieces because I want to keep it a little bit secret, but he's going to be officiating, which mm -hmm. he is world-class at certainly humor, but having the authenticity and the love and that heart connection in the midst of it, it nobody does it like him. So yeah. that will be amazing. We'll have the person who anointed you with the oils do, I'm sure some sort of blessing Yes, over mm -hmm. the love, over yep. the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm probably going to walk down the aisle to my favorite band of all time. Mm -hmm. So give it away. And another one of my best friends is going to do some live music. Um, who, yeah. Yeah. So, so we like want our favorite music to be there. Mm -hmm. We just, our whole thing is, um, Weddings are boring a lot of times. They a lot of times they are. It's this whole process. It's A leads to B leads to C. It's pretty generic, standard, that kind of thing. And I just don't I don't like it as an attendee. I certainly don't want it as my wedding. I want the whole thing to be this awe-inspiring, delightful, surprise fun and, and fun connective enjoyable deep and also so silly and yep. playful and i just want to look out at the audience at our at our loved ones and everyone the intention was for them to wear something that is expressive of their personality it's over Halloween weekend. So I told them, do not come as Frankenstein. You may not come as you may. Fired. This is not a out. Halloween wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Watch somebody come in one of those like inflatable T-Rexes. Oh, good God. <laughs> yes, please. Actually, <laughs> just one person. So I want people to be expressive. So and that's something that really matters to me. So why behind the festival? We really, truly fell deeply in love at Envision Festival in Costa Rica. And festivals are where I feel my most a part of myself is expressed in a way that is unlike any other place that I go. Mm -hmm. And I think people... You know, I just recently did a, instead of an ask me anything on Instagram, I, I did a, an assumption you have about me is dot, dot, dot. And then the first one that came in was you do a lot of party drugs. <laughs> I was like, what makes you think that? Because, because I'm always, I have the light whip. I'm always, I mean, my favorite things to do are festivals and raves. I love EDM music. Like you don't need to take music is the drug. <laughs> you can get so high on a inner, the energy of a crowd and the mm. bass pulsating through your body, taking you on a journey. It's not necessary for you to always ingest some kind of stimulant. And make no mistake, sometimes we do partake of the medicine and oftentimes we don't. The, the medicine, <laughs> there's air quotes there. And oftentimes we don't. And one of the things like me kind of bringing it back to the mental challenges, that fucks personally with me. It fucks with my neurochemistry so much. So I can't afford that. Like I don't, I don't like the potentiality of where it, like where it could lead me to. So I have to really, really be intentional about saying yes to that thing because chances are that's going to factor into potentially 
a dark place um, because my neurochemistry is off. So um, showing that out there. Mm-hmm. So, and then just bringing it kind of back to the wedding and some of the unique elements. So yeah. we have the ceremony, then we have the informally or informally formal reception as we're calling it, which will have some of the classic dances. Um, another one of my best friends, Kevin Oros is emceeing the entire thing. He's hilarious, great space holder and He's container something. setter. Um, and then, so we'll have that whole experience with the food, you know, speeches. The food is Texas barbecue. Yeah. It's organic grass-fed Texas barbecue, you know, and it's- And what did you say style. on your invitation that if they don't like barbecue- Bring yourself a sandwich and may God have mercy on your soul. That's what our literal formal yes. invitations say. Yeah. I can confirm this. It actually <laughs> says that. <laughs> and then there's the after after party, which is like the kind of full on festival Burning Man vibe. We have tents. So we on the same property earlier this year um, produced a micro festival. And so we got a lot of inspiration and practice from that that we're injecting into this experience. So we have several friends that'll be DJing, lights, lasers. Um, Jordan and I are going to build a dance floor. We are literally Let it be known. Build a dance floor. We are going to build a dance floor mm-hmm. off of material oh, we find on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Something like that. Please wish us luck, everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. That we are still going to get married on the other end of it. Yes, you will. Dance yeah. floor, no dance floor. I but can confirm that. We want a laser show and lights and bass and fun. Mm. And I just, I want all of our friends and family that are maybe not ravers or festival goers like we are. I want them to have a taste of what we love so much. And maybe they won't ever understand it, but it doesn't mm. matter. It's not their wedding. So this is going to be the time mm-hmm. where they go and learn. Um, we're probably going to lead some connective exercises. We mm-hmm. love bioenergetic groovement as Jordan has dubbed Which is it. like a guided breath work, dance, movement, meditation, mm-hmm. dance. Yeah. Interactive. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Fire spinners. Yeah. Some performers. Aerialists. Don't give um, it all away, baby. It's going to be so good. It's going to be, we think it's going to be so good. Um, you know, if I go back to the deep, dark place, then it's all going to be terrible. <sighs> you know, there's a fine line. <laughs> there's a fine line of like this being really cheesy and missing the mark and being like, holy fucking shit, that was dope. And that fine of a line. I'm, I'm world class at this shit. Come on. Freaking now. out at the line. <laughs> and I'm holding people, the line. You're holding the line. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, people are preparing for your wedding. Like it is the festival of the season. I have <laughs> messages coming at me from Instagram, Boxer. They're sending me their outfits. They're asking me like, should I add this flair? What about these boots? How do you like these pants? And it's just fun, man. Like thinking it. about, you know, the way that you prep for someone else's wedding is you get your dress and you go to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. this is having people just exploring and being creative and like putting together outfits oh and gosh. accessories. And it's, it's really, really fun. Like maybe some people are going to camp on the property. Oh yeah, absolutely. They want I'm camping. To. You were going to yes, camp? You're you going to camp? I'm camping. Yes. Yeah. I'm not driving my ass back anywhere after <laughs> fucking crawling into a tent with God knows who and calling it a night. <laughs> <laughs> there will there will be tents that you can crawl into. It's fine. It's totally mm-hmm. perfect. I love yeah. that. And I just think about people like climbing all around because there's no light out there. We are going to have a lighting company like come put light. But I'm just thinking about, I'm just going to tell our family like bring a headlamp, like to watch like a family member like walking around with a headlamp while they're like traipsing around the property and this like festival-esque kind of wedding is just, is going to just, my heart is going to explode. I'm going to be, look at this person. 
doing it. They're doing so, it. So good. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. I love it. And like just thinking too about, you know, seeing the two of you put together, put on together different events and the way that you co-facilitate things. Like your wedding is the ultimate expression of that. Mm. And it's also really cool because you will be held in that experience yeah. too. And I can't wait to see that just as much as what you two are putting together, but also you getting to just be in your moment and have mm. your day and, and be in celebration. It's going to be really special. Yeah. I'm looking forward mm. to it. If we make it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have one final question for each of you because I want to end it on a total love bomb and I'll have, what do I want to start first? Hmm. I'll let you choose, but I want to hear individually what you love most about each other. Just like dropping into heart space and really feeling into like, this person that you're about to marry and say yes to. What is the stance you've just taken in your chair? Well, I'm going to start it's with the love stance. Oh my God. Like open. Uh-huh. Come at you, baby. You oh ready gosh. for this? Uh-huh. Firstly, let's just call a spade a spade here. It's that ass that don't quit. The junk in the trunk, the, the heat she pack in, it's working overtime. And that, that milkshake keeps this boy coming back to the yard. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it's I love not, not much, true. I love how much Jordan cracks himself up. <laughs> <laughs> in, in all sincerity, let's see if I can effectively communicate this and really do it justice. And this is something I, I say to a lot of people, and I certainly have said to Alexa many times. It's her, I guess it comes down to her self awareness. Um, I've sparsely seen someone who can be in the shit, who can be in their shadow, their trauma, uh, and, and, and name it in the moment, not necessarily bypass it or repress it, right? Cause that's not good either, but also not be consumed by it, not take it as unequivocal truth. This is forever. I'm right. Even it's just, Hey, this is what I'm experiencing. Just witness me in it. Be here with me. You don't have to do anything. And some of this stuff is said or unsaid at times, just depends. And her willingness to come back to love and to come back to awareness and to owning her experience and processing it pretty damn quickly, if not right as it's happening and, you know, thereafter, very soon thereafter. And that to me is so impressive. It's so comforting. It makes it so that nothing, we can overcome anything with that level of self-awareness and the commitment to growing that continuously. Um, yeah, that's what, what keeps me here. Like ultimately, that's how I know we are built for success because of her individual commitment to that path. Well, see you Did I get you, baby? Yeah. I'll go after you all day. Something a little lighter that you like about me. I like your tits too. Stop, Jordan. I do. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs) Like I said something wrong. (laughs) I got to Uh, kick it. Is there anything like, you know, anything else? You have beautiful teeth also. I love your teeth. I want to just sound like physical attributes. You said lighter things. Those are some lighter things. I don't know an aspect of my personality that's, you know, Mm -hmm. 
I love your, you have like a, the lioness, the fierce lioness, ruthlessness, kind of boundary setting cactus that you referenced earlier. Dragon. It's, you know, can be gift curse, light shadow, but I just see it as something that's unique to you. That's very valuable that I personally learned from. We kind of jokingly say I'm the more open, playful, love and light one, um, come one, come all. And you're much more of like the, the dark, the black clothes, not, you know, not to get like, too, no, just wait, 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 discerning. Let me check you out for a second. Yes. <laughs> and, and I love that about you because that's medicine for me where mm-hmm. I, I get to learn from that. I think that we teach each other in that way, which is really beautiful. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I'm excited in the far future when we start having conversations about, or maybe it's in the immediate future, we start talking about kids. Cause I wonder if like one's going to be like you and one's going to be like me, <laughs> or if they're going to get a little dose of each of these things where I'm discerning, but I'm available, mm-hmm. you know, cause Jordan, parts of Jordan that I admire the most are definitely his, certainly his playfulness and his humor and all of those things, but his willingness to trust people and his willingness to go, I'm going to look for all the good in you right away. And I'm going to be available and open and those kinds of things. And while yes, he's learning the more discernment from me, I, like he said, I'm learning that openness and that play and the flow and all of that and how he does that from, you know, from his side. And what I really love about Jordan most, and I tell him this all the time, I, and it, and it, it definitely is me speaking a little bit from trauma and that kind of thing is I, I love that he doesn't leave. I love that no matter what I'm going through and how I'm showing up, he stays. Doesn't matter what fit I throw. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. It doesn't matter any of the, any of the things he doesn't move. And that is so novel to me in my life. And what it takes in him for him not to move and for him to be not just that he doesn't go anywhere, but he's, but he's really super present with me. It's not that he's just like not willing to leave because he made this commitment. It's no, I'm actually staying and I'm with you Mm. no matter what it takes. And to have a, a partner that is, is staying for all the right And if there is such a thing as like the right reasons for known self-aware, like a meta perspective kind of thing, those reasons is, is why I know that we will withstand the test of time. So, you know, and it kind of brings me back to love is love is not necessarily unique. Like we're built to love and we're built to fall in love and chase that adrenaline and all of the things that come with it. And so you know, our love is really beautiful and our love is so playful. And I know that people enjoy us. I can tell that people enjoy our dynamism and all of that and how seemingly different we are and, you know, how we fit together. But really what is, what is special is how we navigate when we're not so in love, so to speak. And I am in awe at how we navigate that part of life, which is an everyday thing. It's there every fucking day, no matter how much we would like to have like a whole day of just, it's all rainbows and unicorns and, 
whatever, like some piece of contraction or darkness or shadow or something is going to happen day to day. And how we navigate that is what is really, really special to me. And um, I'm so grateful and I feel so honored and blessed and all the things and that, you know, we are choosing to have a family together. You know, of course, if that's in God, universe's cards, um, if that's in our cards, then then that's what we're going to be doing. And the fact that we're going to get to take our love and this other special quality about how we operate and be able to raise children with that is, yeah, just beyond to me. I love you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Those shares got me. Um, mm-hmm. I was getting all sorts of hot and teary um, listening to the phrase, he stays. And just like, oof, that hit me right in my heart. And I love the distinction of like, not because it's the thing that you think you have to, but like you're in it with her. And uh, just, yeah, what a special quality. I mean, what you both shared within each other. It's so, it's not lost on me, the irony of what you both shared of what you love about one another is also like so opposite to how you naturally show up, right? And how our partners get to be our greatest teachers. And it is no doubt that you both came into my life to show me just what love and what relationships can look like. Mm. I'm so grateful. And I know I'm speaking on behalf of so many people who are also so grateful for the way you put your love out there for us to see and to witness, because I know that's not easy either to just from the moment you two came together, you've been willing to put your relationship on display. Yes, because it's fun and beautiful and special to share, but also in service of something greater. And I just really appreciate that so, so much. Thank you, Brinsky. We love you. Mm-hmm. We love you. We love y'all too. Before we come to a close, is there anything last words, last um, like advice or shares about your love, your relationship, the wedding that feels present and on your heart? Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't say I love her pussy as well. Jordan, what the <laughs> fuck? I said ass. I said tits. I got to talk about. Stop, you know, stop, 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 stop. I think between your legs. Pump Ooh. the brakes. <laughs> pump, pump the brakes. You know, hot and bothered over here. Stop. Ow. Uh, it uh, wouldn't we'll see be you next door. eject. <laughs> Ejaculation? What? <laughs> no. No. Now I, I think we can wrap. Yeah. Yes. I think the, the on, on the real, I think, you know, for people who listen and follow us, we're figuring it out. It's just a reminder of like, we're figuring it out. And thank you for saying that, you know, you're, you appreciate us putting it on display. Just a note of like, we're not always going to get it right. Whatever that means. And we're going to fuck up because we're humans and we've chosen to live in a particular fashion and we have a lot of range and there's going to be opportunities for us to fail fast, hopefully and forward and so um, we're going to continue putting our our lives and our love and, and our decisions and things on display. And at the rate that it's going, our audience and the amount of eyes and the amount of opinions, it's only going to get greater. And so um, I would say, have grace, have grace with us as we navigate something that is, it's just impossible, <laughs> you know, and it's also, there's infinite possibilities. So um, I think 
that, you know, be, be here, be gracious and, you know, give feedback from a place of kindness and compassion and support. And yeah. And as long as that's the majority of our interactions with people that, that we have in our online community spaces, then we're going to continue showing up and sharing. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love you both. Thank you so much for letting me flip the mic today. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I can't wait to celebrate you on October 30th. Let's go. Let's go. go. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.